Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Hey everybody, it is time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. Coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shops, studio headquarters in Hooksit, New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us here on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you're watching us live. If you're listening to this, the show after the fact <coughs> on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, Google, or wherever else you get your podcast from, make sure you hit the subscribe button there so that you don't ever miss a thing. I'm Pastor Padron, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Paul, Pat, and Dave. And sitting here to my left is Adam Najeri. The bringer of the cigars. The bringer of the cigars and alcohol, and uh, also from Altidus, uh, USA. And uh, you have brought a very special cigar tonight. What the, What is it that we're uh, smoking? The newest of the new toys. The uh, newest of the new toys. So this is our uh, <laughs> Monte Cristo 1935 anniversary Espesso. The Espesso. Yes. Uh, thick. Thick. That's what espesso means. Yeah, baby. I, I want, espesso I in Espanol means thick. Listen, listen. It means thick. It's not often I get a cigar named after me. So it's no, nice it's not. To, it's nice to How be much able did you to, have to pay for that? Uh, we don't talk about There's Is that one of those things that I can't ask you about? Yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, <laughs> oh, one of those okay. gotcha questions we talked about. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I promise no gotcha questions. Listen, he's media you know you're always trying to get us mm-hmm. <laughs> so no the uh the espresso is uh uh due to launch uh early may mm-hmm. and uh this is actually the first box of it i've ever actually laid my eyes on so i i think we can all say that right mm-hmm. I, I was asking uh adam are we the first quote-unquote civilians to be smoking this outside of the altidus group yeah outside <laughs> of the group like i i lit my first one i've ever had with you guys just now right all before right we just started. So, so you had never had this never particular size new for everyone. Yep. Awesome. And as far as you know, no one else has outside of I'll people say who work is, for all this. This is for sure the first podcast it's on. Wow. I, can, I can guarantee you that, regardless of there we whether are, folks. we... That's you know, not just blowing smoke. Not, <laughs> See, that's why we gave the name. It we all do. ties we right back. We say it all the time. <laughs> Pat, smile. It was funny. It was funny, <laughs> So he is smiling. That is a smile. That's a smile. That's the most I've ever seen him smile. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what can you tell us about this cigar? So mm. it is the first line extension on our uh, extraordinarily successful 1935 mm. uh, launch on. of last year. Um, fresh off its number two cigar of the year rating in Aficionado. Um, they decided they were going to add a new size, and the size they added, the Espesso is a five and a half by 60. So uh, why not go the full six? Why just five and a half? I've ceased to ask these questions. Yeah. Um, it thick, looks it looks thick. thick. And short. It looks thick at so, five and a half. So not not so much long. at six. Right at six, it kind of it, it's it's like the the vertical the slimming stripes, yeah, right? Yeah. Like it's thick. 
you it's know. a wood shortage. But the, the uh, it's a wood shortage. <laughs> yeah, so you can find the wood to fit the box. I will say this: if you look at uh, a lot of the cigars that uh, Rafael Nadal has had his hands on for this company, and mm-hmm. especially in the aging room lines, in some of his collaborations with AJ, mm-hmm. the Toros are all five and a half. Mm. So I think it's just a size he likes to blend in. To be totally honest with you, but I don't know that. That's yeah. the speculation. But when it's you not look like one of those board, things, like you know the. You know, the, the toilet paper comes in like, you know, thousand roll sheets, but the thousand rolls is now three and a half inches instead of four Correct. inches. And that's a, is this the thing? It's just saving tobacco at the, the half inch. Honestly, I think it's just where he, just it's, where it's he, a place, a space that he plays in a lot. It's a you know? space that he plays in uh, five and a half inches. Five and a half inches. We have a few different cigars that come in at that, yeah. that he's worked on yeah. with us. And, uh, you and know, these I, are blended by AJ, right? Uh, Raphael and AJ together. Yeah, they did it together, they and it's it together. made in AJ's factory. Made at the uh, San Latano factory, yeah. uh, by by AJ's staff. Mm. Uh, like the other four sizes in the line, it does have a soft press. So yes, it, it's a. Uh, it doesn't feel like a. It doesn't function like a. So I was just gonna say that, like I, this feels honestly more like a fifty-four, mm. you know, fifty-six ring in you know mouthfeel as far as and even holding it in my hand, it does not feel as big as the sixty ring gauge mic. Well, normally I would kind of start with the the panel about tasting notes and stuff like that but this is your first time with it too so why don't i why don't i just start with you adam what what are the things mm. that you're pulling out about this cigar so i'm noticing to my palate a lot less of the the black pepper kick that mm-hmm. i got from the original you yes. know when we were i think we smoked the toro here last yes. time i was here yes and um and i had a corona in the car earlier today thinking well i'm going to be smoking the 660 let's have a comparison Right. And, um, you know, that definitely to my palate had a lot more like front of the tongue black pepper. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit brighter flavor to me. Um, I it I can't tell quite yet, you know, what quarter, half an inch in, if it's really getting the body right. that we get off of the other stuff. But I'm going to be willing to bet by inch and a half, two inches in, it's going to be just as strong as the other ones. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting lots of flavor off this. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I think that... The spice component is toned down, although I get it in the retro still. And uh, that doesn't surprise me with a 60 ring gauge. Yeah, right. You know, I think that's one of the the beauties of trying these blends in different sizes is you get to experience the, the, the blend in different ways. Absolutely. And uh, But it's still very rich, lots of cocoa, lots of coffee, lots mm. of earth. Yep. It's very smooth and creamy, mm-hmm. very dark and rich. What about you, Paul? Well, I, I remember Pablo. I remember uh, giving it a, kind of like a, a little bit of an acronym where I said it was PLC when we did the Toro last year. That, that stood for pepper leather coffee. Uh, <laughs> and this one, I agree with Adam, is, is a little bit less pepper, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's very well balanced, but I'm picking up a lot of – uh, cocoa, coffee, and earth. So it's going to be a P L E C C pepper, leather, earth, coffee, cocoa. Uh, I'm getting all of that on the first few draws. I said, "Wow, this is actually." And, and I remember reading what Raphael Nildell said in, in uh, Cigar Aficionado when they introduced mm-hmm. this before oh, about a month or so ago. Um, he said the size is going to amplify the flavors, mm-hmm. and I think just out of the just coming out of the gate, I do agree with him on that. It's sure. I, I'm not getting as much pepper, but it's helping to pull out a little bit more of the flavors yes. that we would I was getting on the other size mm-hmm. later on. Yeah. So I can't wait to see what the second third does here. Pat Wente. It has a really. Oh. Like, What's up with Pat? Where'd you go, Pat? 
Am I going now? There you there go. go. There you are. There you are. I muted there you. you. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> it has. We all know. How <laughs> we all know how that happened, Dave. <laughs> it, it honestly has like very similar flavors to like Cuban Habano. So I'm getting like that really like creamy sweetness, like kind of like that oak wood you get from like the Cuban Monte Cristo. A nice like uh, gentle spice. It's not like that peppercorn you get with Cuban Habano, but it's a little bit more like subdued, like you guys said. But it's still there, like the texture of the peppers on your palate. It's very like uh, more like a cinnamon baking spice on the retro. But then like that just like black pepper like flavor just kind of lingers on your palate of that sweetness, and mm. it's, it's very Cubany, which I would say this is probably the Cuban-y? most Cuban-like cigar Cuban-esque. I've had in a while. Cubany. And it's it's, it's Cuban. I like Cuban. Very Cuban. Cuban. And it's it's interesting though because again like Shakespeare made up new when too. I had Cuban. <laughs> when I had the Toro, it, it was more like to me it tasted more Nicaraguan than Cuban. But then mm-hmm. when you go with the the sixty gauge, it has like very like if you blindfolded me and told me to smoke it, I could might guess it was a Cuban. Hmm. I mean, I will say Raphael and AJ did blend it, you know, as a tribute to the original like the heritage of the Monte sure. Cristo so yeah. you know when you're looking at perhaps um uh getting that flavor out of it you're definitely I guarantee you it's what they were I think at. they were I you think know? they would be pleased with yeah. that mm. Dave um first off it's very smooth and very creamy yes um and very as Paul said plecky the P-L-E-C-C or whatever. I, plec- I got you. Dave, I got home. Yeah, I got plec-y. It's very plaque Plaque-y. I plec. 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 The, uh, <laughs> I get the, I, I do get the kind of Cuban-esque to it, but, um, it's, I get like a, I get like a, kind of like a, I don't know, like a salted caramel. That's what I get from it. I think it's amazing. So, I haven't even had any of the drink yet, but okay. I was just going to ask you: Are you are you drinking? I'm having with, drink okay, all right, yet. All right, yeah. Because I did notice something when I took a few sips of the drink, which I will let Adam introduce. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, my friend. Am I supposed to know anything about this? No, of course you are. I mean, it's you're, been you're sit- it's been sitting in my liquor cabinet for like six years. Yeah. This so was, it's uh what the will. This is uh, old because it's been in your cabinet, yeah. not old because it's been aged. <laughs> Correct. Right. Oh. No, that is, uh, listen, <laughs> it's one of those things, you know. It's, um, overlooked, will it? Yeah. I had in my by me, yeah, not, yes. not by probably the world, but by me. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I it's the, uh, will it. so much of it, I just lost a bottle of, oh my God, there it is. See, See I bring, bring it actually to the, bring it to the podcast. Just don't zoom in on it, we'll no, be okay. I, no, the bottle looks great. Um, but we, uh, no, it's the will it pot still bourbon? Uh, from oh, good man. God, like 2016. Yes, I want to say. Mm-hmm. There's I, no. There's I don't no think there's a date on, on it. I, I so there's no way. To, there's no way to really know. No. But I love. I remember buying uh, a bottle of Willet. You know, same style. Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't aged six years. <laughs> In the bottle. <laughs> but uh, uh, that was why I bought it. I said I have to have a bottle like that. Yeah, and it oh, was fantastic stuff. I knew nothing about the bourbon at the time. Being at Twins has helped me a lot. I was well, if you don't by my, now. You're not gonna. My, yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, should we should we go ahead and do the whole? 
pairing ritual. Yes. With yes. this. Yes. So smoke that stuff. Adam, we, we got a we got a schooling a few weeks ago from Michael Capellini, who's the, oh, he's the brand ambassador yep. for for uh, Toscano cigars. Yep. And he had this whole ritual for doing a pairing that really helped you hone in on how the uh alcohol was affecting the cigar and vice versa okay so we're gonna we're gonna do it was so good we're gonna we're gonna i will say the last time i was here brie was on with us and yeah. she talked about just having the whiskey on your lips mm -hmm. and drawing their smoke in that way too and that kind of changed how i pair stuff so i'm open yeah. to all yeah yeah this this, this kind of takes what she had said a little bit a little bit further even i'm here which for is it. really good so the first thing we're going to do is figure out how the um, uh, willet is affecting the cigar. So what okay. you want to do is you want to take a drag on the cigar, yep. you know, and get to know the flavors of, of that you're picking up with the cigar by itself. Mm. Mm. So good. You don't have to... Mm. Mm. Yeah, filling, you don't filling, you don't have to do that. Fill in the dead space. It's not it's not, this, a, it's not a it's not a porn show. It's a it's a cigar podcast. Well, you don't want to have dead air. Well, that's right? what she said. Mm-hmm. All right. Then yeah, take a sip of the bourbon. And then take another puff of the cigar. How is the second puff different from the first? <clears throat> so on my, this this bourbon hit me very almost like a buttery or butterscotch flavor on my tongue. Mm -hmm. Like first thing I noticed, and when I drew the smoke in, I really felt that lingering, kind of not overwhelming, but really meshing nicely with that mm. that kind of black pepper undertones. I'm starting to get off of the cigar. Yeah, for, like that was a real interesting. For me, it, it really there. cut a lot of the spice yeah. and brought out a lot of creamy notes. Um, I could even, you know, you were saying salted caramel, mm -hmm. uh, caramely mm -hmm. kind of flavors. Mm -hmm. So whereas before I was getting, you know, kind of cocoa and coffee and leather, like you were saying, a lot of that changed to this nice, sweet, creamy caramel. And like almost like a like a nice. Uh, dark or sweet dark chocolate too yeah. it took the took, yeah. it took the cocoa note which may have been like an unsweetened type mm -hmm. to a sweetened yes very similar to what we did with michael on in the mm -hmm. toscano episode too with his cigar so i think in this case the the willet has smoothed everything out yep and turned that unsweetened cocoa into sweet chocolate i think it's oh yeah unbelievable <clears throat> pat really, do you really concur good. Yeah, the Willet definitely kind of coats your palate that sweetness, and it mm -hmm. does mask the um, pepper, but it brings out, like, those darker flavor profiles from the cigar to the forefront, so you're getting kind of, like, this, like, bitter espresso, like, a nice, like, dark oak wood and, like, a little bit of leather on the finish. Mm. How are they different for you, Dave? It definitely getting Maybe a lot go, more of the... Mm, yeah, maybe. Things a that lot make more it caramel. go... Mm. Mm. A lot more caramel. Caramel uh, toffee? Pepper, caramel toffee. That's really the perfect word for it, really. It's like a caramel toffee. Thanks, Paul. Dave, you created that word. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just had to remind you of it. All right. Now <laughs> now we're going to do the reverse and see how the cigar affects the bourbon. Okay. 
All right, so you kind of do the exact thing in reverse. Take a sip, yep. then puff, then take another sip. Wow. Mm. I'm going to tell you, I didn't know this was an ASMR podcast. Mm -hmm. Listening to what's happening up here right now. This is mm. very interesting. <laughs> interesting because... Even though this has a little bit of spice um, in the background for me, it was before it was more of a, a cherry note with spice in the background. The spice notes to me have come forward. It yep, me it too. It popped. Yep. Got yep. Along it was the spice. same thing for me. It yep. brought forward, it cut the sweetness mm -hmm. and brought forth the spice. Yes. Mm -hmm. That happened for you, Pat? Yep. Guys, I didn't come here to learn things tonight. So I was just here <laughs> to hang out and have fun. Education is what we do. <laughs> I like it. Oh, mm -hmm. this is awesome. Mm hmm. And uh, and then then we did the uh, this nasal clearing, mm -hmm. right? Yep. This this so what he had us do was take some of the alcohol, get it in your mouth, and then before you swallow it, pull air over it, and then blow that air out your nose like you'd retrohale a cigar. <clears throat> <laughs> but you, he would <laughs> recommend leaning forward a little bit so you I don't. I was gonna say. Yep. I feel like so everyone's playing a trick on me right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And that's supposed to kind of cleanse your sinuses. And then what you would do is you would smoke the glass. Oh. Okay. Okay. So you'd... Uh, puff on the cigar and then exhale the smoke into the glass and then put your hand over it so it's trapped in there. Did we not with, with the with the nasal uh, cleansing? Didn't we retrohale to see how that would work? Is that am I we right? Could do, we could do that. Yeah, I just yeah. I just did I that, think, and I'll yeah. tell you right now. I want to see if you guys pick this up. I got a spicy milk chocolate out of the retrohale. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That oh, you're good. right. That is good. It's very different. Yes. Mm. Oh, I All didn't right. get enough of that in there, huh? Or is that right? That's okay. All right. So now we're going to smoke the glass. And then you kind of cupping your hand over it. Yep. Swirl it around. Swirl it. I did not do that. Swirl it around so that the smoke gets all coated with the Ooh, liquor. Yeah, and you know. might even see things start to change color a little bit. I was going to say, is it supposed to get yeah. darker? And then kind of slowly take your hand off so the smoke stays in there. Okay. Mm, I did not do that very well. And then okay. tilt it so that the smoke coats the glass. Oh, wow. What a change. And then take a sip. Oh, my God. Boy, that smoothed that right out. All sweetness. Holy freaking Moses. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Feel yep. the burn. Feel the burn. Feel the burn. Feel the sweetness. Well, that, there's say, no, so there's sweet. no burn on that it's one. So Isn't that totally that's different? Crazy. Isn't that good? It's totally different, right? <laughs> this is like wrecking it's how amazing. I drink with <laughs> Yeah. I mean, this is... Like, how am I oh, supposed my to do goodness. This? Oh, this is awesome. This is We've ruined it for ourselves now because we're going to be doing this on every we're podcast. We're going to be like every single thing hurts, right, for every week. <laughs> this is an ongoing segment <laughs> but look at that that it is brings just... out brings out this oaky quality mm, the sweet in the, oak. uh, wow, in, the in the willet it's like a potion 
Yeah. No, it's I know. You feel like you're Harry Potter or something. <laughs> Great mouth. Good mouth is right. Good mouth. Feel. Good feel. mouth. Wow. Mm. It's like two different drinks. You do have a second bottle of six-year-old Willard in your car, right? Well, sure, right. I, I thought okay. we were going to get to sure. both of them, Just right? making sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, especially I'm only here for the first segment tonight. We better get to get. Come on. <laughs> get to get. I love it. I feel like I'm on some 70s bad, bad sci-fi show. <laughs> Drink this, Mr. Hunt. <laughs> oh yeah it, it just pat what did you notice about the change in the in the liquor it definitely like smoothed out that spice and brought mm -hmm. like forward that kind of like caramel sweetness did you think it added some oakiness to it i think you get kind of some of the barrel when you do it so yes yeah get the barrel. <laughs> a, a barrel be, is more, I mean, he concurs he concurs Dave, how is it different for you? Uh, it's definitely it definitely made it like twice as sweet, mm -hmm. um, and then it also I agree with you know it, it brought out like so much like a sweet oak, um, but yeah, it was it was like twice as sweet. That's what I'm saying. Twice sweet, very sweet. Did you think it was more woody? Yeah, like like oaky. Yeah, more oak, more oak, more sweet. Sweet and oak. Would you agree swoke. with that, Paul? It was very swoke. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with what everyone else has said on the panel. Thank you, Paul. I just want to lick that. It, it's oh. really good. That's... I mean, but isn't that isn't that cool? It really those yeah, tricks all show you how the you know the the cigar affects the drink and the drink affects the cigar. Yeah, I'm gonna use that. It's That's... really, it's really. It, we really felt totally schooled it's two weeks later we're still talking about it that's, that's i know amazing. right it's crazy yeah um adam what what do you think i mean the the 1935 series when it came out um obviously was a, a huge hit mm -hmm. and you know the number two cigar of the year cigar aficionado uh and they weren't the only magazine that gave it high accolades no, it, it consensus won. got pretty high the yeah. consensus was was all over the map that that this was a great blend what what do you think made this such a big success so i mean i think i'm sure you guys see it at the retail level a lot that obviously nicaraguan tobacco is is very popular mm -hmm. currently um it's my favorite and you get mm -hmm. to <laughs> You know, I think it's undeniable. You get two masters putting their heads together, yeah, and and seeing what they can see in an effort to, you know, to make a you know what I think you could very reasonably call a luxury product, mm. right? Like this is not a uh, core line adventure. This is meant to reach out past your regular Monte Cristo smoker without leaving him behind. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think if you're a medium bodied smoker smoking like say Monte Classic or Monte Platinum. This is stronger. Yes. But you're not going to be overwhelmed. And if you like stronger cigars, like I personally prefer, yeah. this is going to hit you right where you live. In a sweet spot. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think they did a, a great job of combining that richness of the Nicaraguan tobacco with their, I think, their stated target of a tribute to, like, the Cuban heritage of the brand. Right. While also, you know, using, I mean... 
it's not just Nicaraguan tobacco, right? Like it is Nicaraguan tobacco from AJ's estate collection. Mm. So he has already identified these tobaccos the, the as the best, the best of the best. Yep. So we're going to make an expression of Monte Cristo using only the best things we can mm. get our hands on. And, you know, I, I think I might've mentioned this uh, on the last, last time I was on, I'm sorry if I did, but this is one of those cigars that when I'm in shops and I put it in somebody's hand, if they don't like it, they did it wrong. <laughs> you know, and, and you don't get a lot of those, you know, on, on, yeah. you know, as a rep to be able to walk in and I'm handing you a winner and mm -hmm. it's not up for debate. It's not like, Oh, I like this. See what you think. It's, I like this. Tell me how much you like it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's, it's certainly, it, it hits on, on every level. And it definitely is something that, you know, people who might not be Monte Cristo smokers mm -hmm. will be introduced to the brand this way. Mm. And, you know, I think it just, I think it just hits, you know, all the notes just perfectly, Yeah. you know, and, and the ratings have been really nice, obviously, but, you know, also, oh, sure. earned, but also earned, mm -hmm. you, you know, it, it's not a, a, you know, I don't think an overestimation of what you have. No, I, and you know? I think when you see that over and over and over again, you know, on different platforms, different um, magazines, different, different outlets, um, you, you do have to take advantage of it. I mean. I'm certainly one of those people that's like, if you see a cigar rated this in a one particular place, well, that may be that, but there's also a big four-page pullout ad in that. Exactly. You know, yep. and so you you take that with a grain of salt, but then you see it over here. Yeah. What does same everybody rating, else have same to say? Same here. Same rating. Yeah. Same here. That then you start to think everyone's thinking that this is really good. How I gauge it is when I go into shops and I see, you know. You guys, mm -hmm. retailers, this is even if I have new stuff to try, they I mm. this is what I'm asked for first. Yeah. When I run into say other reps on the road in other stores, things like that, this is what I get asked for. So yeah. that, like that's how I kinda track it. You know, mm -hmm. the people that are in this day to day, not just enjoying it as a hobby, right? But more right. on a professional level. Well, this and, is what and, they and want. you have you gotta be enjoying it on a kind of a more than a hobby level. I mean, this isn't yeah. your this is not in the normal sweet spot for price. No, it is but, not. But you know, so this retails. This will retail for what eighteen dollars uh, a stick. Eighteen a stick for the the espresso, for which the is espresso. in line with the with yeah, the it other is. It is. It is. You know, but you know, would would any do any of you feel like we've done this before on the show where you, you get a cigar that's like eighteen twenty bucks and you're like it's good, maybe not twenty bucks good, but it's Good. I mean, would you pay eighteen for this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Without yeah. a doubt. This is this is one of those yep. cigars that I think you get your money's worth out of Absolutely. The stick. And and that's across the line too. Even yeah. from the, the demi Definitely the agree. forty six by I think five and a half or five mm -hmm. and it goes out the door for ten dollars and worth every penny. Yeah. <laughs> you no. know, like a lot of people look at a ten dollar corona, it's like try it. <laughs> and, mm. and it's like, Yeah, you're right. And I our, get like get that a lot. In our shop, we have a lot of customers who like the big, the thick ring gauge cigars. Thick, thick. <laughs> I mean, and that's it's right in the name. Exactly. It's in the so name. This, name. this will be Bissell. this. I, I can see this being a big hit. Yep. When it yeah, hits the when it hits the stores, now, no question. That leads to the next question. You know, these will come into the store. Twins has already put in their mm -hmm. order for this. Yep. Um, we've already explained these aren't out yet. They don't ship officially until next week. Adam was able to get a box for us for the show, and we're really, really grateful for that. <laughs> what a privilege. Um, but 
they're already back ordered. Yes. Right. I mean, the, well, I mean, but I, I, I'm not, and I'm not saying that to to like say, oh, there's already problems. I'm saying it. There've been so much interest in this; it's already more than was it's made. Been, it's been claimed, kind of, yeah. by, by the by the shops that you know you guys have have really supported this whole whole line mm -hmm. very well, and you know we've reordered it many times, and so I brought this to you guys first to mm -hmm. say, hey, you've got people on it. Let's get more people. You know, like we, 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 we <laughs> let's you know, get more listen. people. Well, like you know, that's like Paul said, there are people that good. there are people that want larger ring gauges, and we that sure. was not an option before. Right. You know. Right. Um, the biggest ring gauge we had before was the 54, and, and mm -hmm. with the soft press, it smoked it's, smaller. Yeah. So you know, the people that really liked that bigger ring gauge were not being necessarily serviced by that brand mm. yet or by this brand yet so i mean having this is really i think going to reach an even deeper customer base mm -hmm. i totally you know? agree and again the price point concerns me not at all mm -hmm. you know it's certainly not an everyday you know i'm grabbing a couple cigars to go hang out you know with the guys or i'm gonna grab a cigar and go hang out like like cut the lawn or gonna go whatever right but if you're but, wanting to smoke something special if, and this exactly. is slow burning too yep this isn't burning you know if if i were if I were smoking a Padron 48, it would almost be, be gone. gone. <laughs> and that's $2 more, you know, yep. $4 more than this is. So, you know, I, I think you're going to get your experience out of it, too. Yes. Uh, which is great. Yeah. Um, and I was, and not, just to kind of play off what you just said, Dan, I could see myself any Padron 48, 1940, uh, 19, sorry, 19, <laughs> the number 48. The number 48, yes. Yeah. Uh, cigars, I would definitely put this on there is for them yeah. to try. No question about it. Absolutely. It, it doesn't really matter the, the ring size, but if they're going to go after the, the 9 or the 48, this is one I would absolutely recommend they mm, try. Absolutely. Yeah, if you're if you're in that kind of a thing, the Padron 1926 series, I, I, I do think that the 1935 anniversary um, hits that market. Oh, yeah. And that, that kind of uh, flavor profile and and does so at three or four dollars less a stick than Absolutely. the drones offer yep. too. And and so. I think you you see no mistake, right, that they are paired very close to each other, mm -hmm. the Padron sixty four mm -hmm. and this on quite a few lists this year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like yep. I think there's you know, no cigar is blended to directly necessarily compete with something else. Right. But I think it stacks up yeah, well yeah exactly the, you, know? you know i I, I'm, I i don't bring that up to compare it to padron like this is like a padron 48 no, no it's no, not no it's not right no. but if you like that flavor profile you will like this mm -hmm. I, I can almost guarantee it even the placencia almafortes yeah I, I could, I could mm -hmm. easily see myself putting this on those type of customers as well mm -hmm. yeah and again a few dollars less you yep. know yep. ring you know whether it's the uh the six dough the six dough um, or the generation, you know, that I can eat for the for the flavor profile and that specifically because you do have a little bit more spice out of that mm -hmm. one. This would read right up there with them. But Absolutely. the sweet, the cocoa, mm -hmm. the coffee, mm -hmm. you know, I I, th I think it's definitely going to be a big hit here. At yeah. Huge. It's going to be a big hit everywhere. Huge. Yeah. But I know I, it's going to be. A big I think hit I say twins. I think here in particular we're gonna yeah we're gonna see a lot of very happy customers going forward. So what have you been up to lately, Adam, in the last three or four months since Man. you've been on the show? Uh, just hustling. Hustling. <laughs> it's been. Uh, it's been an interesting year, you know. How has it finally, been interesting? Uh, well, I think everybody, you know, while still being cautious a lot of places, is really starting to get back out there and do a mm -hmm. lot more. And, 
you know, I've been running a lot more events and things like that, like getting out and seeing a lot more consumers mm -hmm. than I've seen in two years. Two years. <laughs> like yeah, it, it's, it's been uh, a long time. It's been a minute. And um, I mean, it's been a lot of fun. I certainly don't, you know, no complaints there for sure. sure. But um, I mean, I think last time I was on, I, I don't know that I was, I hadn't done an event, you know, and, no. I, and I hadn't, and I didn't have any scheduled for a long time, you know, yeah. so it was, it was, uh, it was a different environment mm -hmm. for, for at least for us reps back then, um, you know, starting to run into more of the folks out on the road too. So everybody's kind of starting to get yeah, back out nice. there and stretch their legs a little bit. Um, but just, yeah, it's, it's still very busy, you know, it's, awesome. it's the, the market is, is good. I'm constantly you know, I'm, I'm look at my my calendar and I'm like, why did I schedule that many events in one week? Like, what am I doing? Like, I have to do this. This is not, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's you know, so the the what I half jokingly call the fun part of the job, the mm -hmm. the events where I get to kind of connect with the consumer and talk about the cigars, you know, on a more retail level. Mm -hmm. Those are definitely come roaring back, and you know, it's been a lot more fun being out there, you know, more frequently. You know, because I think last time I was here, I was still mostly working from home, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, and, that's right. And now it's, you know, in stores five days a week and it's, you know, you know hitting the road more like a couple of years ago than uh, than recently. So what what kind of events do you like to do the most? Um, so one of the things I found that's been really successful is kind of like what we're doing right now, like a mm -hmm. pairing event mm -hmm. right, where, you know somebody has I don't know, a beer rep or a mm -hmm. liquor rep come in and, and we present cigars together a certain way. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's nice when you get, you, you can combo like two or three cigars that we, we select to have and have two or three different beverages to pair with it. And people do somewhat what we yeah. just did. Yeah. Maybe not that detailed for right, sure. Right. Right. Um, but you know, I'm just going to crib from Michael now, and that's what I'm just going to do forever. Um, exactly. <laughs> you guys have, have messed just... up how I do my life, but that's fine. Uh, You're welcome. But, you know, but the stuff like that is a lot of fun because, mm -hmm. you know, when you get a group of people, if you have 15 people, you're going to have 15 different opinions and different palates. Yep. What they had for lunch might be different than what I had for lunch. So everything's mm -hmm. going to taste different, you know, so things like that. But I, I love doing that because it, it's – people are – it's more of a conversation, mm. you know, it's not like I'm going to tell you all of this information and you're going to just have to believe it. It's a little <laughs> bit more back and forth. And I like that. You know, I, I, I enjoy that as a former retailer myself. It's sure, you know, a little bit more like that. Um, I find those also be the most successful because it mm. gives people a couple reasons to come out of the house. You you're know? more engaged. You're more, you know, you're, you're doing an experience. Yeah. And it, even if they might not be like, an aficionado mm -hmm. say they're there for the whatever the beverage is then mm -hmm. you can kind of talk about more how the cigar affects the drink than the drink right. affects the cigar sure. it's just it adds another layer to it so I, I really enjoy those been doing a lot of dinner events and things like that mm -hmm. so those go over those are always fun free mm -hmm. food i'm mm -hmm. not you know i mean i don't turn down a meal <laughs> <laughs> me neither Adam. it's what it is i'm just gonna be honest with you <laughs> When somebody offers the free meal, Pastor Padron says, yes. Uh, yeah, no, I'll take it. <laughs> um, but it's, I mean, things like that have really come, I feel like, storming back, mm -hmm. you know, as oh, people have been real hungry for that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, getting people 
out of the house is never a bad thing after the last two years. I know. So, I know. You know. And, you know, the great thing about doing a pairing event or something like that is it's it's not a lot of money. Right. But it's it's something fun. It's something different. Yeah, it's something absolutely. that just about anybody can do. <clears throat> you know, you're not, you know, focused on buying hundreds of dollars of cigars. You're getting a cigar and a, a, and a drink. And, yeah. you know, oftentimes that does lead to, to sales and box mm-hmm. sales and stuff like that. But now there was that follow on is always nice. Yeah. 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 Very, very cool. Um, what else is going on with uh, Altidus and, and uh, Monte Cristo and, and stuff? Uh, you know, we got the big. PCA is just around the corner, really. Yeah. Uh, do you guys still go to that? So I don't even know. I can't even remember whether you do or not. We we do not attend the big trade show out in yep. Vegas. However, we are uh, PCA associate members, so right. we contribute to the group. Right. We just don't attend the trade show. Um, and that was a decision made multiple levels way up above. Right. Right. You know, right. Yeah. Above me. Yep. Um, but it, it's something that. You know. I'm sure you're relieved that you don't have to go. So it every cuts both every ways. every rep tells me, "Oh, that was hell going to that thing. It's 140 degrees outside." I'm a bag of bones by the time I get back on the yeah, plane. Yeah, okay? I'm sure. Like I, I don't know how it is they let me on because I'm definitely my skin is gray <laughs> and I just look, you know, but uh, not matching the picture on the <laughs> the passport. But they, um, you know. Instead of going, we are able to pass better deals onto our retailers yeah. and create, you know, having the ability, the time, the money to create more innovative mm. promotions, mm. things like that, that affect the in-store experience mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, having said that, you know, I have friends all around the industry work for different companies in different sure. parts of the country, and I miss seeing them. There's no more sure. excuse to get together, you know. Mm-hmm. Um you know, like that, but it's, I mean, I think on, on par, it's, it's better, you know, overall for us right now, right in the future, you know, this is a year to year thing, right? So this could change next year. We could be having a conversation where I'm gearing up to go to PCA and, mm-hmm. you know, booking mm-hmm. my flights and make sure everything's all set with appointments and things like that. But, you know, up, up in new England, our, our selling season is so small. Like our busy season mm-hmm. is, is so compact. Mm-hmm. That, and that's right in the middle of it. And that's the issue, right? Yeah. Like, so keeping us in our territories makes a little more sense for us right now. Mm-hmm. I totally, I totally understand. So that. that, that certainly again is not a forever thing, you know, right. like that, like I said, next year could be a different story. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't hate it. I mean, I certainly don't, don't miss the, you know, going back outside after four days of being inside the Venetian and not knowing what the sun is. Like, what is that bright dot up there in the sky? Uh, which definitely happened to me the last time we went. Um, like, I'd been inside the Venetian where everything's a cool 68 degrees for four right. days, and then I step one step outside and get punched in the face by, yeah, like, 108 yeah. degree. Oh, my you gosh. Know. Um, it was, uh, you know, not... Uh, super pleasant experience mm. but i always have fun when i go but I, I i understand the situation i think a little better than i have in the past with sure. how that works and and i'm certainly you know i look forward to being able to present all of our new stuff directly one-on-one to my retailers you know in their stores yeah you know no, that's awesome um i know we're working on quite a few new things i don't know that i'm super allowed to talk about probably not um but you could 
we did just launch that. <laughs> uh, you know, listen, that's like you just saying, well, nobody's listening anyway, so it'll be fine. It's like, mm. um, I mean, there are some exciting new uh, Romeo and Juliet launches planned. I know that. Yeah. Um, we just launched the uh, uh, H. Upman Nicaragua Heritage line, mm-hmm. um, which is a Brazilian Matafina mm-hmm. uh, rapper. Um, Another AJ. So. Uh, made may have made AJ and Raphael. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. Well, uh, that was going to be my my go. next question was you know whether obviously AJ and Raphael are a great team, best buds. You know, with <laughs> with this, are there other things that they are working on for the future, and it, or is this kind of a one and done kind of a thing? Um, so as far as I know, yes, they are working on things. What that might be, I do not know. Um, Raphael works closely with all of our. Uh, partners that that we mm-hmm. work with whether it's you know aj is you know predominantly you know who we've been partnering with lately mm-hmm. um he also does a lot of work with the placencias for mm-hmm. the lines that they make for us um and i know he's working on a limited edition romeo with them right now and that's about all i know about it so okay yeah i'm not uh i have no more information on that one in my back pocket mm-hmm. Um, but he also works closely with our uh, Grupo de Maestros, our group of master blenders mm. that work um, at our factory in the Dominican, our factory in Honduras, as well as uh, with our tobacco partners in the Dominican to, you know, come up with some exciting blends that, you know, are homegrown, you, you know, like right. it's not a, you know, collaboration effect. And, and some of the stuff they've been working on in the last four or five years and even this past year have been really fantastic mm. so it's something that sometimes i think it's overlooked because aj is such a big name yeah yeah that is. it it kind of not steps on but it overrides uh, you know some of the other things that happen yeah um but you know there's i mean the summer's gonna i know the summer's gonna hit and i'm gonna have a bunch of new stuff to show you guys <laughs> and uh you know it'll be uh it'll be you know a summer i'm sure like any other pre-pandemic summer at this point. That's what it looks like for right now, as far as the way we're trending in the industry. I don't know about the rest of the world, but Mm. the way it seems to be developing for us. We have a Hey Now from Mr. Kurt Kendall. Oh. Hey Now. Come on, Kurt. There you go. Um, We're going to do a little cigar confession here. And um, the cigar confession is going to be passed to you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do yeah. I need to, well, yeah. I'm You're welcome. So, <laughs> you know, my cigar confessions are really about, you know, trying to help people enjoy their cigar experience more. And you can look at that in one of two ways. Mm-hmm. Please stop doing this. <laughs> or please start doing this. Hmm. Um, but, you know, so you, you can say it. You know, negatively, like, here's what you need to, you know, start a stop, or here's what you can do to start enjoying your cigar more. What's what's some what's one of your big cigar pet peeves that you see people doing that you wish they would start, that you know they should, or you wish they would stop? I've got one of each. Sure, go right go off for the, it. right off the top of my head. Yeah, one of them I'm very guilty of. One thing I wish people would start doing is smoke slower. Ooh. Mm. I it's true. I am listen to your tobacco. I am a <laughs> professed fast smoker. Okay. And what I tell people 
is that I smoke cigars like I'm still stealing them from my dad's humidor like I did when I was in high school. <laughs> and you got to smoke them, get upstairs, brush your teeth and shower and get rid of all the evidence before dad gets home. Mm-hmm. So I still smoke fast. I try to smoke slower and I can't do it. <laughs> so I recommend You're doing people, pretty good. You're smoking um, slower than I any am, of us here. I think your cigar, you've got more cigar than anybody. Well, yeah. I'm talking a lot more than everybody else is. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something I wish people would do a little more smoke slower because you're going to enjoy it more. You're going to mm. get the expression that your blender's intended. Mm-hmm. You know, everything I smoke, I tell everybody, when, whether it's an event or whether I'm presenting a new cigar to you guys or whatever, I'll tell you what, you know, the, the presenter from the company says, and then I'll tell you what I get off of it. Mm-hmm. And what I get off of it is 100% of the time stronger than the cigar is intended to be. Because mm-hmm. I'm smoking it so fast that right. I'm heating it up and just changing the whole experience. Mm-hmm. So especially like even with a cigar like this, you know, the the blend is a pretty, you know, robust blend. So I think the slower you smoke it, the more nuanced it is, and the yes. less overwhelming it can get, especially for a newer smoker. Mm-hmm. Um, Very true. That would be what I would ask people to do. Um, and the silly little pet peeve I have that I would ask people to stop doing. If you're going to V-cut your cigar, just do it once. You don't have to turn it and do it again and make that X, because you can just cut the cap off. <laughs> like that, that, that is acceptable to straight cut a cigar. Because the whole idea of the V-cut is that you leave the cap intact, and you get more of that flavorful wrapper tobacco. Right, right, right. Like that's mm-hmm. at least how I was always taught. Okay. But if you're cut, cutting it, you know, with the, with the X in it or the cross yeah. in it, you you're only have those tiny the corners left there, and I don't understand what you're just just straight cut it. It's okay. Yeah, it's like, like at that point, you're just trying to make it look pretty when you're pointing. Like when people. you're using it to point. I, you know, yeah, I mean, X I just marks don't. Spot. See that? I did. I did an X. <laughs> I, I, I just don't understand it. I think is really realistically what the problem is. Yeah. I don't understand why people do it. And listen, every time I use a V cut, it is always off center. It is never. <laughs> Where I intended to cut it, so like I did. You be cut that tonight? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see you cut it. I thought about it, but no, I actually used my Zycar uh, scissors. Okay, which was a bad idea because it's it is a sixty ring gauge. Mm. So I push those scissors to the limit, and as you can tell, this straight cut is uh, if I hold the cigar like that, it's pretty straight. Yeah. So you know, I um, one of our uh, uh, gentlemen from the office, Travis, who's our head of uh, uh, education. Uh, he goes around the country and does events like educational events for consumers right, and stuff. Right. He's been smoking cigars probably longer than I've been alive. He knows what mm. he's about. Every single time he cuts a cigar, he opens his cutter, puts it on the table, puts the cigar down, and cuts it. He goes, mm. every cut I have is as straight as I need it to be Right. because I don't try to hold it and like you know. I had that same for the longest time. Yeah. I, I, it didn't matter how straight i thought i was i'd mm-hmm. cut it and then look at it and go dang it's still at like a 40 mm-hmm. degree angle it's got this and then then you get now knowing christian aroa now who like does that all the time i could oh well i'm like christian you know i just do that on purpose <laughs> it, right yeah <laughs> but i've always been here's the thing i cigars to me especially a, a you know a, a cigar like this was I tell people, you know, should you use a, should you use a the um, V cut straight cut? I'm like I'm a, I'm a straight cut guy. I'm a straight, you know why? Because cigars were meant to be cut right straight. Yep. 
that's how they were designed. Mm-hmm. They weren't meant to be starred. They weren't meant to be circled. They weren't meant to have you know cookie cutters put Unless into them or whatever. A, uh, Neanderthal. I still. Then you got to get, you gotta get the razor blade. You're the only I person I know who can correctly cut a Neanderthal. I, I can cut the Neanderthal <laughs> with a straight cut. And yep. it's, it's however uh, with the with that flat head. You you know what the Neanderthal. I absolutely. You know. I can understand That's why the one people, I star cut. I can, I completely <laughs> understand why people want to either punch that or V cut it because they don't know what to do. But that's if a, you That's a tough cigar to punch if you're not careful. Yeah. Cuz 99% of the people I see punch a cigar will just bore into there for the whole depth of the punch right, right. instead of just taking off the cap. Pull out. And you, that thing don't need you're to not be getting, any stronger. You don't need you don't need a core sample. It's not no. like you're, you're trying <laughs> to awful. test the rings you or know, whatever. No, I see people whatever. do that all the time and it's like, ooh, so, okay. Straight cut. Straight cut. Yeah. I, I I've never I've I know people love the V cut. Sure. We can't keep those things in stock. But Absolutely. I've never understood it. It's it's like the cigar wasn't designed the head is not designed to be it's designed to be straight cut. Yep. Right, yep. Paul? Yes. Absolutely. I, I'm a man I'm a man <laughs> who believes less is more. Less is more. And it's funny, when I when I when a customer asks me to cut a cigar and I cut off just a little bit of the cap and I give it back to them, they're looking at it like, That's it? I said, Yes, yeah, that's all you that's need. It. You don't need to go any further. You don't need to do any type of V cut. I'm not a V cut guy at all. It's a straight, simple, less is more. Boom. Because, I mean, I, I straight cut this, and you notice after, after you put it in your mouth a bunch of times, it's starting to widen out a little bit. Yep. If yep. you were to do a really you know deep cut, whether it's straight or V, it's going to get even larger, and then more tobacco is going to start falling Yeah, out. you're going to so, yeah. yeah. actually ruin you're, you're your ruin experience. It. You're going to ruin you're it, gonna, yeah. yeah. I started out with a V cut because I couldn't cut. So, you know, in the V cuts, they have the back, obviously. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just easier for me. But once I, you know, finally started doing the straight cut i haven't used my v cut in like forever no i always punched mine when unless i, I smoke getting started animal. yeah at, with the yeah. premium cigars because i was like oh i'm less likely to wreck my cigar this mm-hmm. way until finally somebody taught me like actually <laughs> when you drill it's, it's, into it you're not yeah really yeah yourself, yeah you but know? It, you know to, to your point you know i've the only other cut i would normally use if i didn't straight cut it would be a would be a bullet yeah but it, but but it's the but same not, kind of hole. Not getting you know, there like, the, ha- you know, yeah. a quarter an inch, half an inch in, like really, you know. <laughs> it's, I mean, people, listen, it takes all kinds. It how, how, how you cut it is the way you like to That's cut it. That's the way That's you the like right to cut it, it yet. This is, this, is, this is, you know, what happens in Cigar confession stays in Cigar Confessions. <laughs> you know, if you like to, to V-cut it, star cut it, you know, eight different times you like to do that shuriken thing and just. I was about to ask about that. Do you, you know, remember those? I remember <laughs> those that came out and and, and you know, but I don't think anything really ends up servicing the cigar as well as a straight cut for me. No, I absolutely agree. Especially I'm going to get all sorts of flack for this. I was going to say that you know our our hit viewership is going to go from right? eight to six right, <laughs> right off the right off. The send bat. send all complaints to uh, no yeah. But I I mean I especially send all with complaints new... to Nick White. <laughs> but especially with a the new cigar side joke there. No, I, I listen. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's our what's our final thoughts on? on this cigar and the pairing excellent well i will say that i think this is my favorite size of this line so far really i think this is this is going to be a big hit not only with my customers but with me i say that's Um, a big praise from paul and and again in the beginning again i was getting that plecc how's they'll call it 
But right now, even without the drink, it's smoothed out. Now the flavors are really smooth, a lot of chocolate, earthy, leather. The pepper has been pushed back big time, but it's a nice spice too. Retro Hale, same deal. Um, so I think it's an absolutely phenomenal cigar. Um, I love the pairing. Thank you very much for bringing that Willet tonight, yeah, my friend. Yeah, I think it's a perfect. There's a perfect <clears throat> pairing with this, and I'm sure that it will go with other bourbons too. But we oh, really yeah. appreciate the fact you gave us a six-year-old, probably deep somewhere in your cabinet that you forgot about. I did dust yeah. it off. <laughs> <laughs> I made sure wipe it down before <laughs> you know before it crossed the threshold here. I mean. But I, I do think that pairing is actually the pretty. Pairing good. is very good. Very, very unintentionally good. Very, very good. Yep. <laughs> Pat, um, this is one of those like let the cigar speak for itself kind of reviews for me, and it's I actually stopped touching my drink because the cigar is so good on its own, and since this is the first time I've had it, I just wanted to just get everything out of it, mm. and I'll go with what Paul said. Like this size is usually when when I see sixty, I'm like no. Like I, if it's mm-hmm. above a 54, 56, it's awkward. I don't like it. So, like reading that we were gonna do this, you know, it's kind of like, I'll, I'll try it, but you have no choice. You know, the box press definitely <laughs> makes it. You know, you, you get that like better like mouth feel, and it burns well. It has like it's it's a nice like firm box press, and the flavor profile. Like I said, like if I was blindfolded, I guess it could be a Cuban. It has like that like unique kind of sweet creamy flavor mm. it has like a really like nice subtle like dark oak wood like a nice blended spice it's not overbearing it's definitely not as pronounced as in the like smaller gauge vitolas in this blend which no i think if, it's more nuanced yeah and, and the unique mm. thing about it is you know i like spice so it's you know if i'm in the mood for like a more fuller bodied like peppery cigar I'll just get the Toro, you know, mm-hmm. but if I want kind of like that sit back, relax and really think about like the flavors, because I think you get more subtle flavors out of the 60 gauge. So mm-hmm. it's like each each like size offers a different experience. And it's yeah, I think this is going to be a huge hit when they come in. Absolutely. Dave, it's so smooth. It's so creamy. Bravo. Bravo, yeah. man. <laughs> freaking awesome. Totally, totally agree. Um, I, I I can't say this is my favorite, and I, I don't say that because I don't like it. It's like, to me, it's comparing apples and oranges. The Toro offers something completely different. Absolutely. This offers something completely different, and I, I love them both. Mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that you still get the spice on the retro with this. You know, so if that's what you really like about this particular blend you're still going to get to experience it that's there for you but the palette is much richer mm-hmm. uh with the with the flavor profiles that are there uh, Raphael was dead on that yeah. it was going to bring out the the richness of the flavors and um that's not something you normally get in a 60 ring gauge cigar usually in a 60 gauge everything's kind of watered down yeah you know yep. and washed out a little bit uh, in this case, the spice is pushed aside so that you can experience everything what's else there. Is, is and right that's there. awesome. So I, I love both of those, the, the Toro and this, for completely different reasons. And, but this is going to be a huge hit. Yeah, I think at so Twins. too. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Um, if I let anybody smoke them, I'm just going to buy them. <laughs> it ain't good. It ain't good. 
Should, went, I, should I drop by tomorrow and tell Sean he's going to double down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Can we get another reorder even though yes. we haven't received yeah. the first order oh, yet? Listen, let's just, no, it's, it's an open order. We can pack it <laughs> just, on to the first just order. Just give us the, yeah. give what, us the whole what, supply. Whatever, whatever Sean said, double, double it. it. Double, yeah. It. Yeah. double yeah. it. That's what I tell him all the time. He doesn't really listen to me. But it's Don't worry right. about it. Just, just do it. Just, just, just do it. And do it. And now. When he says, what the heck was this? What's going on? Just say, Pastor Dan told me to do it. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just just that'll that'll do it. Listen, and, and I'll I'll beg for forgiveness, but it won't take long because they're all going to be sold out anyway. Yeah, I was going to say when you turn them over in two weeks, if you I know upset. Yeah, that, yeah. this is this is the thing. This is this is going to go. This is going to. We're go thinking long term here, man. Yeah. Not, not just like a week. Yeah, this isn't. It's all about the second order, not the first. Correct. Order, yeah. right? it's always good to be able to keep the cigar in stock. Yeah. <laughs> so last time so. I was in, I went to see Sean about something totally different paul yeah. pulls me aside he goes yeah we have like five total 1935 left and i'm thinking he meant boxes no so, <laughs> cigars like, yeah. that's cigars. it cigars. He's, yeah. he's like you gotta go talk to sean i was like oh all right mm-hmm. yeah i mean i, I put that 1935 with all my full body cigar smokers that that come in and i'm telling you not one of them said they did not love this Everyone yep. just loved it. Same, uh, same so, books that yep. didn't last long. That, that, is, is, that yeah. has been my yeah. favorite thing about this cigar, besides getting to smoke it and enjoy yeah. it, is the confidence of putting it in your hand. And if you don't like it, sorry, you're wrong. Yeah, it's like this is really not. Friends, you know right? what I mean? Yep. Like it's, it's like listen, I, I know better. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, this, so, this is this is going to be a great hit. I'm so glad we got to. I'm glad you got to enjoy it. it. And uh, before everybody else, that's that's freaking amazing. Thank listen, you yeah. very much. There's nobody else that has had this in the world, like in in the non, you know, office the slash factory office world. Factory world. First. Yeah, I'm just. Very this good. is again. This is even the first time I cut it and lit it. So mm. I was rolling the dice a little bit. <laughs> I had no idea what I was no, getting into. You, you did. You did awesome. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate yeah. It. Well, we appreciate it. We know you got to run. Yeah. But uh, thank you for being with us. Oh, and my pleasure. We appreciate it, and we hope you come back. Absolutely. Come on. We have all sorts of With new toys. Bottle, we'll... Well, eh, we'll see what we have in the cabinet. I'm sure I can't make a... promises. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but listen, it won't be bad. It'll have it's been sitting there for half a decade. So it'll be fine. <laughs> you know, like whatever it is. It's like Adam stopped drinking bourbon apparently at home. Apparently, know. but we'll get you, we'll keep we'll doing get it you here. drinking again. That's all right. I'm not complaining. No. <laughs> Try not to finish this bottle. Maybe we'll go back to it next time. Maybe. Eh, I, don't, right. I don't like the odds. Before he <laughs> says anything else, uh, thanks for being with us. We're going to be back and we're going to be smoking this fourth generation's Jubileum Flake. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. All right, everybody. We're back. Thanks for hanging in there with us. And for the second half of our show, we are smoking this, another anniversary edition that just came out, uh, Jubileum's Flake from Fourth Generation Tobacconist. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about that. It is a limited small batch of matured, mature, matured, matured, matured. <clears throat> it's very matured. Matured Virginia. Matured aged Virginias <laughs> pressed into delicate. Um, Golden-tinged chestnut flakes. This mellow blend of flu-cured tobaccos delivers a smooth, slightly sweet smoke highlighted by notes of grass, hay, and citrus. The blend is a delight for the Virginia enthusiast like Dave. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. But uh, kind of in further 
uh, explanation. It says that uh, this is celebrating the 10th anniversary of Eric Stokeby's fourth generation brand. Jubileum is actually the Danish word for anniversary. That's where the uh, Jubileums gets its name. Uh, and it's dedicated to uh, Eric Poole, his uh, grandfather, and to his creativity and craftsmanship in the art of tobacco blending. As a matter of fact, this picture that is on the front of the box here is his grandfather's, uh, the entrance to his father's uh, shop uh, from 1948, I believe. And Jubileum's fake, uh, fake, Jubileum's flake is packaged in 100 gram, that's about three and a half ounce collectible humidor style boxes, each with the artwork of his factory um, in Odense, Denmark in 1948, like I already said. Um, it is a Virginia blend, bright Virginias, red Virginias. There's some flavorings that are added to it, a little bit of honey, a little bit of licorice. It's a flake cut, long flake. It's about the length of the box on the inside. It's uh, limited to 1,500 tins. I can't talk tonight. <clears throat> that cigar was just so awesome. I'm completely distracted. You sure it's not the Willet? Uh, I actually think it's a cigar. This it, That was one of the best cigars we've had on the show. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. That's the best one so far this year for me. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can already see that being a contender oh. for our pick for Cigar of the Year. Mm. That that was amazing. Yeah. Very, very good. We are continuing to enjoy the Willet with this tonight. And... Um, What's what's as we as we get into this? What's our first thoughts on the tobacco as we uh, light up? I got a lot of fruit, uh, fruity citrus, tang, tangy citrus. I can't even talk either. Uh, fruit, sure tangy it's citrus. Not the liquor, <laughs> Paul. Yeah, that, yeah, it is. Uh, fruit, tangy citrus, earthy. I was gonna I was gonna say I did. I am getting honey, but you just mentioned that it's flavored or topped with some honey. Yeah. So I am definitely getting that little honey flavor too. Um, but the this, there's actually a, a fair amount of spice I'm getting on the retrohale. Mm. I think it's really really good. I think this is a very very well balanced but but flavorful tobacco. Yeah, I I think the toppings are very light. Mm. Uh, I I can certainly I get maybe hints of the licorice only because I know it's there. The honey <coughs> I can taste. But I think it really is bringing out more of the sweetness of the Virginias mm. and kind of enhancing those fruity flavors. Definitely get the hay. Definitely get the the grass notes. Some breadiness, sweet bread there. Um, Dave, you're the Virginia dude. What what are you getting from this? Uh, on the draw, I'm getting some, you know, the hay, uh, some uh, maybe some light sweet fruits. Um, um, the mouthfeel is like, you know, uh, woody. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe a really light pepper, maybe that's mm -hmm. around there. I haven't had any of the drink yet, but, uh, no, this is really good starting off. Patrick. Yeah. You get kind of like that honey sweetness on the palate followed by like, you know, kind of like a sourdough type hay. Mm -hmm. And then the retrohale, that sweetness kind of turns to like, kind of like a dark kind of plum sweetness. And, um, it's funny cause like th there is pepper but it's not mm. like a stimulating pepper it's very like like it, it it's it's a pepper 
flavor, but it's not stimulating you like you would when you have a pepper. retro pepper. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's it's very well balanced and well blended for sure. All right. Um, we had a big event uh, this past weekend with Eric Stokeby, um, the Day of the Danes event, and uh, that was uh, in large part celebrating his 10th anniversary with uh, Fourth Generation Tobacconist, which he started back in 2012. And um, it also featured um, Nording Pipes. Uh, Eric mm. Nording is a good friend of Eric Stokeby's, and so both of them are Danish, hence Day of the Danes. And um, that was a fantastic event. We had um, a big round table full of cigars. We had pipes. Pipes. We had, yes. <laughs> there were no cigars. <laughs> it was a very long day for Pastor Padron doing that. Um, <laughs> But a huge round table of pipes and uh, interlaced with uh, several uh, swords that uh, uh, Pat generously offered uh, and in addition to my one, uh, which made the table look great. It had a Viking theme to the whole day. Was that your sword? Uh, the one that was unsheathed was my sword. The, yeah. the one that's still there? The one that's still there. That's, that is a did, pretty did awesome Pat, sword. Did Pat bring a, bring his home already? Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, only one there. Yeah, mine's mine's still there. I haven't been back. Uh, I was just waiting for some customer to pick it up and start, you know, wielding yeah, it. Yeah, that that sword was a <laughs> an, a wedding gift from my best man, and um, uh, a cool story behind that, uh, which I'm not going to tell here. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. But. Um, uh, and then you know the, we had we had this whole table set up with uh, uh, roasted pork and chicken and uh, Carlsberg beer and Aquavit, which is the national drink of Denmark. It's kind of like a their version of a of a gin uh, kind of uh, uh, liquor, and so people had shots of that. There was also a. a, a Danish Kringles, which is a, a pastry with various kinds of fruits or things on the inside. He had those actually flown in from a, a place in Wisconsin that uh, makes them. And uh, it was a great, great day. And uh, if if you uh, showed up to the event and, and you wore a Viking helmet, you got double rewards points on whatever your purchase was. And we had about half a dozen people show up with Viking helmets, which was <laughs> impressive. Even Eric, Eric had a helmet. It was a little too big for his head. <laughs> it kind of looked like Hiccup from, the, from uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Dragon. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, it was funny. But we had a great day, great day with that. Um, our next big pipe event isn't going to be until... Um, August, um, we'll have, uh, that'll be worth it. The wait though, we have, uh, Jeremy Reeves coming from Cornell and deal their head blender. Um, and he's going to be with us for the weekend. He's going to be doing several events, but, uh, I'm looking forward to that. And we'll give you more details on that as the date approaches. But, um, um, one of the things I wanted to get into now that it's just us on the show is to, you know, let people know that uh, Twins is 
growing a lot. And because we're growing, we're hiring. And we are looking for uh, several different positions, actually. Uh, retail tobacconists, we're looking for people to work up at the bar. Um, as a matter of fact, <clears throat> this is a good good point, I guess, to, to talk about this. Starting next week, the live show is going to happen on Tuesday instead of on Monday. The recording is staying uh, coming out on mon on Mondays. Uh, so new episodes will show up on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, always on Mondays. That's not going to change. But the live show is going to happen on Tuesdays um, because uh, we're at a point where we, we need to make sure Kendra stays happy mm. and is not working six days a week. And uh, we have bartenders whose schedules are changing in their personal life and and to make things easier for uh, the bar staff, we're going to move our recording date to Tuesday so that Pat can actually be at the bar on Monday to uh, uh, help with that. Um, if there's anything that is true at Twi Twins, a happy Kendra is something that we all want, <clears throat> right? It's needed. Right, Pat? It's a need. Yeah, yeah. So anything we can do to help the potion master, we want to do, and um, but you know it's 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 been very interesting uh, as we've been uh, looking for help and and looking to hire some people. It's been very weird. You know, we this has been really the one time where we have had really a, it it seems like it's very hard to find people who are were looking and up until this afternoon i was under the impression that was because of covid people got used to not working and are not working and therefore they're just kind of you know they've figured out how to live or survive without a job but uh i was told today by an employee that the national unemployment rate was down at three point something percent which is basically equivalent to everybody who wants a job has a job and i went and researched that online and lo and behold the national unemployment rate is at that uh, percentage and then i looked up the new hampshire unemployment rate and that was even lower 2.5 percent wow unemployment rate which basically means no one's looking for work and yet, anywhere I go, where there are storefronts, help wanted um, signs everywhere. there are help wanted signs everywhere. Everybody is looking. And so I, I wanted to talk about that. And, you know, what's, what's been going on in your mind about this? What, what does this say? I mean, you know, how do we, how do we attract people to come and, and, is this, is this really a result of everybody who needed to go to work is at work and therefore there's nobody available and everybody's just grown like this and now can't, they're just unable to grow any further? Or is this really, you know, a case of people not working, didn't go back to work, their numbers have somehow been cut out of that statistic 
and are no longer being reported. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to think of it. I've never seen so many people looking for work and not being able to find work. Like we, Kendra and I represented twins at a job fair uh, a week ago, and there were a number of different businesses uh, in central New Hampshire that were there, and it was a, a great setup at a great hall, and there were two people who walked in looking for work. And one of them wasn't really looking for work. He was retiring in August and lived behind where we were at and was wanting to see what all the hullabaloo was about. You know, but and now I'm I'm willing to own the fact that maybe job fairs where you go and you physically show up isn't the way people normally look for work mm-hmm. today. But I was surprised that it was only two people. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think a part of it is is that um because of COVID a lot of jobs and a lot of stuff transitioned to work at home. So you've got a lot of people that maybe used to work in a store that maybe did lose their job, started a new job, and now they work from home because they had to. They had to still provide. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we see like a lot of help wanted signs is because a lot of people transition to the work at home. I think that's part of it, Dave. I think they're right. I think certain people were uh, fed up with what happened, you know, over the last couple of years there, you know, what could happen two years ago. We had to shut down uh, the hospitality uh, industry as a whole was shut down and those people weren't working. So I think you're right. There's a, there's a part of them that decided they were going to go leave the industry and go somewhere else. Uh, maybe they did find a work from home position. Um, but on the other hand, too, I don't trust, Gil, you know me, Mr. Mm-hmm. Bet the other way. Um, I, I don't necessarily trust the unemployment rate numbers. I think that's skewed to show that there aren't a whole lot of people out there. there. Yeah, I, I don't think that that's necessarily the case. I, otherwise, not every industry has grown tremendously where they need additional workers and they just can't find them. I think a lot of these people are looking for, to replace the people who left. Mm-hmm. And so if everyone, <laughs> if everyone... And I've talked to people who come into the store from different industries, and everyone is looking. Everyone is looking for help. So there's a certain part of me, there's a part of me that says that somewhere along the line, and I don't know if I'm if I'm if I'm off on this, but I'm going to just say it. I still think there's there's something out there that people are getting from the government that's not being reported as ter- in terms of like help income that is keeping them where they are and then mm-hmm. they're not looking. I still think that there's a, there's a there's something that's missing. There's something missing. Why would all almost all industries be looking for help? Yep. So I don't Pat, know. It's strange. Pat, you're a lawyer. What do you think? Well, I think or naturally be. naturally there's like when it comes to like the service industry and like, you know, retail, I think that's one of the in-person Industries that got hit pretty hard during mm-hmm. COVID, so I think a lot of employees likely moved on, and yep. you know, and because of the aftermath of COVID, a lot of people who were working got elevated positions rather quickly, just because that demand is really high. But mm. you know, I kind of agree with Paul in a sense. Like every industry, I mean, it, it's even at Twins. Like whenever someone asks if I'm a, you know, in law school, I get, you know, everyone tells me like we need lawyers, and it's like going into law school like when i was applying when i was in undergrad it's one of those things where it's like you have to be good to get a job out of school but right now it's like 
even in the attorney field. <laughs> you can suck and still get a bill. People, they need it, you know, and it's, it is a unique situation. I think what Twins is facing amongst everyone else is this is a employee market. Mm. So I think kind of the way that the hiring is, it's kind of enabled people to, you know, as we say in the legal field, venue shop. You know, like you can go to different interviews and it's really like that, you know, like that post um, interview question of if you have any questions for us is being asked more. And I think employees can kind of make certain demands now and they're jumping from place to place to see who would accommodate those demands. Like, you know, you see a lot of, you know, before COVID, sign on bonuses, you know, that's something you would rarely see. But now it's almost like you need that because everyone else is doing it just to give extra money, just to get someone in the door. So I think it's a employee market. And I think, you know, people can kind of see what they're due for them. And then that's going to be their decision. Obviously, it's right definitely different than it was. Um, I'm I'm going to make an assumption here that you all enjoy working at Twins. Would I be assessment. correct? Yes. Yep. Uh, why do you enjoy working at Twins? Because it's it's fast paced. It's fun. It's you you get to meet a lot of people. Um, you know you create relationships too. If if building relationships and and having fun and obviously enjoying what we enjoy here is, is, you know, the, the smoking aspect. Um, and, uh, you know, you're, 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 you know, you're organized, you're, you enjoy that type of environment, you know, is a great place to work. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, and the industry as a whole is just a great industry. It's, it's growing tremendously. It's, it's, uh, just new products coming out all the time. And, uh, you know, we have the the benefit of not only having a great uh, cigar shop, but also the lounge upstairs. So mm-hmm. uh, we get the best of all worlds there. Pat, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I think the like premium tobacco industry is definitely something that I would suggest getting into. Because, I mean, I guess the example that I'll pose is I've worked other jobs before like everyone else has. And I'm glad I, to hear that. <laughs> you know, whenever I leave a job, though, I don't talk to anyone when I'm done. I haven't met anyone when I was working there. I don't have any former employees that I worked with that I still talk to, but you know, working at Twins for I'd say close to 2 years now, like I've met so many people and it's not just like your daily clientele and it's not just your coworkers. I've mm-hmm. met like a lot of friends and that speaks to a lot of like the environment, you know, like I think you kind of do everything obviously like we're selling cigars but like we have events that come up we have to plan for events you kind of get like a leadership role even if you're not like in that managerial status and you work with people every day and like Mm. since the outcome is making friends like you're obviously working on a more personal level with people and you know you're selling cigars like it's and then you go up to the lounge it's it's very you know it's it's hard to explain the word for it but like it's more than just a job like it's it's like a an adventure. Oh, that's priceless. Yeah, but no, it's totally true. I mean, it, you know, smoking cigars, smoking pipes, it's an experience. It's it's something that's done as a social thing. It's something that you do to enjoy. It's something that you do to relax. And being able to engage with people to help them do that 
to join them in that uh you know the the uh day of the danes pipe event is a great example where you're able to to participate in both ends of that um you're creating a place where people can relax have a great experience you know and and have a little bit of fun doing that i mean you know it was you know it, it might seem a little bit corny you know having people show up in viking helmets mm -hmm. but you know what people went out and bought viking helmets to just show up at this and it was that kind of a thing where people were you know so excited about having that experience that they went out and went the extra mile to to do that and um and eric included um and then to to be there and sit and 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 smoke and enjoy things have a drink together there's not there's precious few places where that kind of thing happens and and like paul was saying building the relationships with people you know i had i had a great time being able to sit with a number of people um uh, this past saturday for and then after I was off the clock, you know, some people were still up at the bar, sat with them and, and got to talk with them in a much more informal, uh, session. And that was, that was great. And there's, there's not many places where that can happen. It's a, it's a really unique place. Dave, what about you? What, why do you like working at twins? Um, it's a, it's a networking, you know, it's it plus the, the people we work with, it's like a family. It's really close knit. And then, you know, uh, uh the people that you meet, you really get to know. It's not like, you know, uh, like working at other retail shops where, you know, you see different people every day and maybe there's like a regular, um, every once in a while, but it's like, uh, you know, the, all the, all of them, all of them become your friends. And, you know, I'm surprised about like how many people walk through the door and I know their first name and last name, you know, and it's, uh, I've never, ever, ever had that in any other business I've ever worked at ever. And you've you worked know. in retail a lot. I've yeah. worked yeah. In, in a number of different um, venues. Yeah, I've I've worked for Papa Gino's, uh, Panera Bread, Microsoft. Mm -hmm. It's been all over the place. So, um, T-Mobile. Yeah, T-Mobile, and it's never it's never been close to this. Mm. You know, this is a very unique uh, industry that we work in. Um, because you, you, most of the clients that I work with, we all work with, are coming in constantly. Yeah. They're coming in consistently. Um, they're not just the one-off. You get the one-offs every once in a great while, mm -hmm. but for the most part, I'd say a good 90% of them you're going to see on a regular basis. So you are developing those relationships. Yeah. You are developing those first name, last name, Dave, um, and they, they're willing to tell you more about their lives, what they do, um, and it's amazing you know, what, you know, what comes of that, you know, and like you say, you become very friendly with these people, you know, it makes your day too. When you see someone that, you know, is trusting you to, you know, pick out this, their cigars or to find out what's new. And, and they're always asking, Hey, how's it going? You know, how's, you know, what, how's your life? How's your wife? How's this? Yeah. It's, it's great. It, it, Dave, I agree with you. There's no other industry that I've worked in. I've worked in retail before and I've never yeah. had this there. So yeah, same like, here. I can even answer that for like the lounge too. I mean, I think so. I've worked at three bars, including the lounge. And the unique thing about like our lounge and being like a bartender there is that kind of clientele and, you know, like personal 
kind of relationship you have in the industry reflects on the lounge too i mean you're like no one's really going in there to get drunk they're going in there to relax and it's it's not just like a dive you're not just throwing drinks out and you know they're chugging them down it's like it's not like that kind of an environment like it, it's fast paced but it's not like that right, kind of a right. hustle they're, they're there for an and, experience not and to if get, you're ahead, not to get the plastered experience. yeah and if yeah, you're someone who <laughs> if you're someone like kendra that has like a passion for spirits and craft cocktails like it, it's a really good environment because the people that go in there aren't just there to just drink and get drunk they're there to get you know a spirit that they they like and it's very informative like they want to know about it they want to try new things and it's like the tasting of it not just the alcohol you know so i Mm -hmm. i think if you're someone that has like a passion even for like the spirit sense of it like it's a unique experience because you have people in there that have that same like passion and that's why they go to our lounge because we have all of that plus people that are experienced in that sort yeah mike capellini's uh experience up at the lounge several weeks ago when we did the high west launch with him perfect example of that you know he goes in there we had a bunch of uh packs made up for toscano to to pair with this and everybody in the bar was joining in with that experience and you know, I'm sure that at other types of bars and places where they do tastings or this, that, or the other, some people take part in that. But everyone, you know, this was a almost universal thing. That must have been awesome to it see. Was, it was great to see. And and we sold out of the packs. We had to make more um, on the fly because it was such – so many people wanted to take part in that who were there who did not necessarily show up that night to do so. Mm-hmm. But the passion is cigars. The passion is having something good to go with what you're smoking at Twins. And that just drove that whole experience. And, and uh, it was awesome. It was awesome to see. And, and people were eager to listen. They were eager to learn. It was a great – it was a great thing, and I just haven't seen that anywhere else. I've never seen the the lounge so quiet. Yes, and it was it was a pretty full bar. And when Mike was up pacing the room, talking, mm-hmm. describing the cigar, and doing the the pairing and all that, everyone was just quiet, watching him. Yeah, and and taking part. They in were it. really engaged. They were very engaged, and like I said, I came up through the back steps to see <laughs> yeah. what was going on. I couldn't hear anything. Yeah, I go in there, and it's a literally it's like a library. Yeah. You know, everyone was just watching him and taking part in it. It was really awesome. And it wasn't because they were, like, say, saying to themselves, with this loud Italian, please just shut up and go away. No, they, they were, were really they were they into were engaged. It. They were into it. They were really engaged. They really that were. Was, that was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, you know something else? I, I, I'll echo what you guys have said, but I'll, I'll say something that, that I haven't heard yet. I've worked at several different... Uh, cigar shops over the years and i've attended a lot on a regular basis and i can say that twins is one of these places where there's no one there i don't like on staff i i really enjoy working with everybody 
And I can't say that about any other place that I've, I've been, you know, there's, and you know, this, you go to work, there's always that guy or that girl who you just wish would go away or is dragging everything down with them. There's not that at twins. I mean, sure. There's people I work with better than others, but that's, that's more of a personality thing, but you know, I, it, it's a great team of people at twins mm-hmm. and uh, I really feel privileged to be it, it's easy for I love going to, three and a half years into twins I love showing up to work because I enjoy the people I'm working with and that says a whole lot you know if you even if you love what you do if you don't like who you're doing it with you don't want to go there and with twins it has been this constant I get to go to work because I get to see my friends, not only the customers, but the people I work with, you know, and that's been fantastic for me too. It's a great group of people to work with. And, um, (coughs) so if that's something that might interest you, if you're, um, looking to maybe switch gears or maybe you're looking for a new opportunity, um, this might be something to look at. And if you send a uh, resume to info at twinsmokeshop.com. Excuse me. Is the coughing part of the handle? No. (laughs) Different handle. Let me chase that with a little uh, Willet. That'll go away. Um, Info at twinsmokeshops.com. Or shop, not S. Single smoke shop dot com. Um, we would really appreciate it <laughs> because we're growing so fast we can hardly keep up with things. Um, you want to do a little would you rather mm, as we wrap sure. things up? Okay, this is going to be. I, I don't know if this is going to. This is either going to be tough or really easy. It's one of these uh, would you rather's. Would you rather get a paper cut on your thumb or step barefoot on a Lego? Mm. I'd rather step barefoot on a Lego because it's going to, it may Have hurt. Have you ever done that, Paul? Pro- I don't think so. No, but, then but, you really but, don't know. But, well, <laughs> I can only say I've had a paper cut on my thumb, and I think that's probably a lot worse you know the little things bother you more than the big things do mm-hmm. at least they do for me mm-hmm. i think stepping, <laughs> stepping stepping on a lego even though it would hurt for a minute would at least go away i can say paul speaking the truth there people <laughs> little things bother him yeah. yeah but yeah. <laughs> oh but that's a paper so cut, deep but a paper cut, <laughs> it's deeper than the paper cut right there yeah <laughs> but the paper cut would be yeah that that would hurt that it's I would rather step on a Lego. Rather step on what yeah. about you, Pat? Lego. Lego. Because when you step on it it's gonna be one loud F bomb and yep. it's gone. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Dave. Well, considering that my twenty year old still plays with Legos. <laughs> I play with Legos, so what are you so what are you, what are you trying to say, Dave? Nothing. nothing. What are you trying to say? Huh? Still Let me know. Legos. He's trying to say that his kids don't put them away. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So you, you have experience in stepping on Lego. I, I, am, I am very experienced in stepping on Legos in any room, 
and uh you know i I would still much rather go through that than uh a paper cut because they just sting forever yeah. and then they reopen yep. and then they're back again you know at least the lego is like done yeah, for yeah all know. right so this was this was pretty easy mm. I, I would take the lego too as painful as that is it is incredible there is nothing so painful as stepping on one of those little two digit oh Legos. yeah those are the worst ones those are the worst yeah, yeah. you might as well have been bitten by a cobra or something yep. it's nasty mm-hmm. paul be glad you don't have kids yep. oh my those gosh. suckers are you've sharp been, you've been spared some real pain mm. mm-hmm. um what's our final thoughts here on the uh jubileum flake well i will pairing i will say this the the uh the willet has brought out a little bit more of a caramel note mm-hmm. in the tobacco so it's that sweet caramel notes uh are there it smoothed out the spice mm-hmm. um i actually did smoke I think yeah. you did too, Dan. Yep. Uh, smoked the glass with the pipe tobacco, and uh, same thing that happened with the Monte Cristo is it really smoothed out the willet. It did. Yep. So, but I think it's a, been a really flavorful tobacco. That's uh, very, very good. Bad. Bad. Um. <laughs> it definitely like so. I'll be honest. It wasn't my favorite. Um. It. It's very mild to me, mm-hmm. and um, that that could be just because of the kind of pipe. I have a larger bowl, so maybe yeah, that might be why. Yeah, but... you want a narrow bowl for a Virginia. So, you know, it, it has, like, some nice complexity from the age of Virginia's. It has, like, that nice, like, honey sweetness, that hay, but it didn't really change much for me throughout the bowl, so it wasn't really a huge favorite of mine. But I will say it did definitely smoothen out the Willet, so it's not, like... I'm saying I wouldn't Total smoke lot. this again, but if you're drinking like a nice kind of like stronger bourbon, this pipe tobacco is definitely going to help you so enjoy yeah, that. So you're a Corona uh, size cigar smoker for the most part, right? Yeah. You don't really go for the 60 ring that much. No. Yet you got a, the equivalent of a 60 ring pipe. Yeah, that's a yeah. Nick bowl. Yeah, that's that's a Nick. That's a yeah. that's a nicotine. Yeah. Prison Nick. Prison Nick. Prison Nick. Where are we? So what what what? What what caused you to get that type of pipe? The hand feel. The hand feel. <laughs> do we have a Do we have a little so soundboard? We will now. When it, comes, <laughs> when it comes in into pipes, it, mouth feel no longer matters. It's, <laughs> it's hand feel. It's hand feel. <laughs> it's like a little stress ball. That's true. <laughs> you like feeling just, a nice warm ball just, in your hands, you know, Pat. <laughs> you're pumping it up as you're smoking it. Are you, aren't you a pastor? <laughs> aren't you a lawyer? <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with touching balls. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess you know. Now we're going down a whole yeah. different no, rabbit you know. hole now. No, 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 no. no. Uh, that's, just, that's just how you took my comment. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would agree with Dave, though, that Virginians typically smoke better in taller, narrower balls. balls. Like a Nording. Like a Nording. So if you'd actually sprung for a pipe at the event this weekend, you might have a better experience. If only there was a better salesman there. Oh. Oh. Hey, he's the Darth Piper. If you didn't buy a pipe, it's because, yeah. you know, you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, or broke like me. Very nice tobacco. I would agree with Pat, though, that this is more of a mild to medium. Um, I think there is a lot of nuance going on. I think it's it's there's a lot of complexity there, but it it is on a, a much more subtle level. Um, 
I think it did interact well with the Willet. Mm-hmm. Um, I I, lo- I enjoyed both pairings very much, and I enjoyed how the pipe tobacco interacted with the Willet pretty much as much as the cigar did. Um, both, um, I think, brought out the sweetness of the Willet, and um, you know, it's oh, a that's so a pretty full-bodied bourbon, so. Mm-hmm. It it made the bourbon a little bit more easy to drink, which may be which may be, um, huh? It's a ninety four proof. Just it's ninety four proof, so it's got a little bit more oomph than your average, than your average bourbon. Um, So being able to drink it quicker may not be the best thing, but (laughs) unless you're prison, Nick. But uh, if you're not, you know, having a tobacco like this would help you really pick out some of the softer flavors in the bourbon. And um, I think it brought out some more of the woodiness uh, and cut down a little bit on the sweetness of the tobacco, which brought out a little bit more of the nuances that are there. So I I really enjoyed it with the uh, pairing here. Um, Now, next Tuesday, next Tuesday, May 3rd on Not Just Blowing Smoke, we are going to be smoking the Rocky Patel White Label 60, which is another 60 ring gauge cigar. And unlike this one, is not box pressed to be presented in some kind of smaller format. So Pat will bring his anti lockjaw uh, stuff with him so that he's able to smoke it. <laughs> and <laughs> we're also going to be smoking. McBaron's HH Old Dark Fire Tobacco as well. Is Mike going to be with us? No, Mike is not going to be Oh, that's too bad. Mm. I like Mike. Mike's nice guy. He's good people. Yes. Yes, he is. Anyway, uh, even though Mike's not going to be with us, we hope you're going to be with us next Tuesday at 8 o'clock here on Facebook and YouTube and then, of course, it will be available the following Monday. But until then, that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at not just blowing smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is not just blowing smoke. Rolling with the top down.